we were having off the air, guys. You didn't see this, but we we were having like it was like a three stooges moment of comedies with our technical difficulties. If my shit wasn't fall, and then and then as soon as we got ready to go, my fucking wire and my microphone fell out, and it's like, well, now it's my fault. Now my shit's doing. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I want to thank Alex Vox. Welcome to Alex Vox to the show from um, the band Envision, which is spelled NVSN, which we talked about for a minute. I thought I said was very clever. People are lazy, man. When it comes to typing things to search, the less buttons you have to get somebody to push to find your shit, the better. I think you guys are going to like their sound. We're going to hit it. We're going to kick off the show by checking out their music video, FYE. And I think, Chris, this is our first time watching a video with the person who made it yeah this is this is exactly true said to that point first time we're watching with you know the artist behind uh the video as well so this is again some first time experiences here on guns and radio yeah this is gonna be fun man Party's here. Well, where was this filmed at Alex? uh it was filmed in like god i think like loosedale mississippi Loosedale, where's that at? Is that around the Delta or the... No, it's on the coast. It's close to uh, Alabama. This was filmed on location in a shutdown uh, water or paper mill. It had oh, well, that's been cool. the sole source of income for that area for like 100 years before it shut down. Did you guys get uh, permits and shit for this or did you just go? Be honest no, we asked, the, we asked the building owner if we could oh, okay. uh, shoot there. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Have fun. That was it. So was it somebody you guys knew? Or did you no. Uh, have to? No, we were uh, checking out the property the day before. And I think the guy's daughter happened to be there looking at the property as well. And we were like, hey, while you're here, could we talk to you about this? And got the guy's number who owned it. And I called him and he was like, yeah, man, go have fun. And you guys and didn't run into when? Wait, what time of year was it? Uh, it was like October. I can't, it's been so long since I got out of Mississippi. I don't remember when the snakes go away. Oh, shoot. Uh, I mean, I think we had like two cold weeks last year at the whole year, if that. So, I mean, the oh. snakes are pretty much year round where I'm from. Oh, okay. I was wondering if the snakes fucked off because usually I'm from, I'm from Tupelo. Okay. So in the Northeast region, you know they'll they'll kind of go away or they won't be as common in the winter as they will okay. be in so the, definitely not tupelo it's like closer to hurley i think would be the the better side because it's, it's way down south okay but you guys are from biloxi right yeah Do yeah it was something. like an hour out of the way do you guys play a lot of do you guys draw big crowds in biloxi for the music scene Usually, like, um, locally, like, 200, somewhere around there, which pretty much caps out most of the venues we have down here. Well, that ain't bad. That ain't bad at all for, like, you know, like Tupelo, we used to be popping. We used to draw, like, a 1,000 for just local bands and shit, and now the, the music scene is dead. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot harder now <laughs> to, to draw a lot, especially after COVID, like, I think a lot of people, they don't want to go out unless it's some, like, major national act. Hmm. I wonder why that is, because I, I was busting at the chops to get the fuck out of that. I, so who's the guy in the mask? 
Uh, you have to go, keep watching the video and you'll see. <laughs> no, I meant when you were filming it. Who was? Oh, oh is he going to take it off at the end? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to have a reveal. Intriguing. Yes, All right. These are awkward to shoot sometimes because, like, you're trying to lay there and you're not trying to crack it. Were well, your buddies on the other side of the camera fucking with you while you're trying to look serious and dead? Wait, hold on. Here we go. Oh, it's you. Okay. So it wasn't right. you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no. So it wasn't me the whole time. Um, it was actually our former guitarist um, had, like, left the band a couple months before that, but we're all on good terms. Him and I are about the same height and stature. So I was okay. like, hey, I have this idea, and I think it'd be really fucking dope. Can you play the serial killer for most of the music video, and then we'll, you know, switch off at the end. So what is the what is the story that we're seeing here? With uh, what is the deeper meaning to this music video? Yeah. So FYE, um, it stands for uh, "fuck your ego." I don't know if I'm allowed to, you know, you say cuss that. whatever. Yeah, oh, you say whatever. That's all the time. Who cares, man? Oh fuck yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> it's, it's this called is the fuck internet. Your right it's called uh fuck your ego and um when we were doing the video i wanted to kind of like visualize that so if you look at the beginning of it it's almost like the social media influencer found this cool place to kind of uh walk around and share of all their followers and then this person behind them and when it culminates at the end of the video it's kind of like um you know killing your ego and putting yourself down to move forward and humility and all that shit so the quote-unquote murderer was killing his ego what are some of the other bands that you would say Envision is influenced by? Uh, the biggest influences we have, especially with the EP that that song came off of, is Bad Omens, I Prevail, and Bring Me the Horizon. We kind of blur the, the lines between hard rock and metalcore. Um, we're like leaning more towards metalcore, especially with our, our new releases. And maybe you can explain that to me a little bit, because I don't really understand this genre. It's like everything seems to have a core at the end of it. What's what's the difference? Well, metalcore, the genre is typically defined by very bright, singy choruses and then very heavy verses. Um, okay. So that's that's kind of where that flows in, where you'll you'll have screaming most of the time. And then the choruses is where you have those really catchy parts. Like think of like uh, the Devil Wars Prada does that great, where they're going to have these brutal ass verses. But then when it comes to the chorus, they have these almost like their guitarist has like a fucking angelic voice. So it's kind of like the opposite. Well, in a way, that's kind of like Electric Cowboy. Have you ever heard of them? I have. I haven't listened to a lot of their music. But yeah, they're, they would be some of their songs fringe on the edge of metalcore. And I know there's a lot of deathcore guys that love them, too. Yeah, and they also have but But then they get into the chorus and then their chorus like throws way the fuck back to almost a classic rock, in my opinion. Yeah, so that that would be somewhat a semblance of a, a, the metalcore genre. Um, the ones that are just screaming the entire time is usually going to be in the deathcore genre or just like post-hardcore or something like that. Um, Why are yeah. those bands so common, though, the ones that just scream the whole time? Right. Because I hear that that is not an easy thing to do. But then I also look at my roster when I'm... when Because I, I go to a lot of concerts, and there are a lot of those speed metal kind of bands and then you see them and they're not very good <laughs> i mean I, don't get I, me wrong some of them are right no i understand we we played um a showcase in austin texas for south by and uh there was this melodic it, it wasn't a core band there was no breakdown in the song at all which me coming from like 
um, a bunch of core bands that have those breakdowns in the middle to hear just the, the verse screaming like pretty much the entire time where there's like no hook or anything was wild. But these guys were so fucking talented. Um, but I've played with a bunch of bands that are less than memorable as well. So, I mean, it's I think the kind of music that is played and the how common it is with just the screaming and no singing. It really depends on what area of the what scene you're in. You know, because um, there's a lot of there are places out there where almost all of the bands sound like us, you know, and then there's places out there. Everybody has their scene. We, yeah. we really stood out in our area because we're, we're the first band that sounds like us from our area. Um, there are others now. But whenever we were starting doing music, um, pretty much everything sounded like Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace and all that jazz. And. And then we pop up. So what if you've been in other bands before this one came out and you can tell by the, even by the production quality of the videos alone that you've put a lot of effort into it. You guys are talented musicians is what, what you're doing now is working. And I've seen a lot of bands where it just don't work. They keep going, but it just don't right. work. <laughs> like what about, what do you have to look for in finding those comrades to, to be on the road with to make that work like that dude as far as like being on the road with people that i don't want to kill uh, <laughs> that's that's got to be nothing but like sheer luck and maybe a higher power looking out um because like we we've been through a few guitarists but for the most part my drummer and my basses have been with me the entire way and i'm just so fucking blessed to have the guys that i i work with we all have different backgrounds we all have different religions and we all love the fuck out of each other because we all have the same. I think maybe it's the what builds a team, right, is you find a common goal and a common purpose and you drive towards it. And all of us, we want to make an impact for our music and we want to help people uh, be better versions of themselves and get through difficult times through our music. No, no matter what our background is, that's all of our goal. And so since we all have that goal, it allows us to drive forward in unity. Who is the somebody has to lead the team and manage the situation? Who 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 would you say finds falls into that role with you guys? This is this is my baby. Um, Envision actually started out as a solo project, and that comes to the other part of that question. The first question is, uh, you know, you said that we have a lot of success, but a lot of it was like I think a lot of bands out there go, I don't care if someone likes this or not. This is what I want to do, so I'm going to keep doing it. And me, when I started Envision, I was like, okay, I'm not getting the results I want. And the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So every time I would hit a wall, I would hit the drawing board and I would figure out like, okay, what can I do differently without losing myself as a musician to push this bitch forward? Um, and, and that's what's gotten us where we're at is, is the refusal to give up, but also continuing constantly to find what is the next best thing that we can do um, so we're not doing the same thing? Well, what would you define as a successful goal? Because everybody's definition of success is different. For sure. Um, I mean, I think the ultimate success is to be happy with what you have. So, I mean, if those guys that are out there that are playing to the same five people every other weekend or every weekend, if they're happy, then they're successful. For me, yeah. you know, if we can be touring like 100 days a year, um, and our bills are paid at home and we don't have to worry about it and we're happy like that that's success for me but I also think right now what we're doing when we're doing three or four tours a year that are like a week and a half long two weeks long 
if you told me I was gonna be doing this a year ago, I would have said you're fucking crazy. So I mean, that's that's success too. Yeah. You know, I think I think um, I think in in American society outside of music, I don't mean to get all philosophical on you, but we have this this mindset that no one is successful until they've made it. But I think if we take that mindset and we go, how can I find happiness along the way and enjoy the journey? Then you can be successful every step of the way and celebrate every victory instead of, you know, like when I first started, I used to be like, well, yeah, this is cool, but it could be better. Now, every time we have a, a major win, or like we secure three national tours our first year that we're actually hitting the road. Um, you know, I'm just excited to, to do that and to, to be a part of it and able to enjoy every moment instead of being like, well, yeah, but we're not playing stadiums, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, everything's going to get old, even playing stadiums. If you were playing stadiums, but you weren't playing with guys that you want to be around and you wasn't having a good time, then yeah. would it really fucking matter that you're playing stadiums and how many people are there? And I mean, yeah, yeah. at first, at first it will for about, you know, a few months until, until you've got a couple of mil in, under your wallet. And then you're like, Oh, all right, time to fuck off of this. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, what Izzy for, Stradlin did. Yeah. For all of us, dude, it's like, you know, when we, when we are on the road for longer than a week, um, by the time it's, it gets ready to come home, it's like this this war within us where it's like, I can't wait to be home and like see my girl and enjoy my the, my own home and all that shit, but I also can't wait to go again. Like it's, it's the two of them. I know what you mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think I, that's I'm, the I'm sweet a gypsy spot. soul too, so I know what you mean. Because like, you, I love to travel. Don't get me wrong. I'll be here three days and I'll be like, God, I can't wait to get out of this house. And then... <laughs> And then as soon as I'm gone for more than two days, it's like, God, I can't wait to be back in my bed. Yeah, I but think I, that's I, what I, I miss more than anything on the road is, like, my own bed. I've had that bitch for a long time, you know? <laughs> are you married? Is any? Uh, are, I, have a, I have a seven-year-old son, and then um, who, so he's actually turning seven this weekend. Um, and I have my girlfriend that we've been together since 2020. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's pretty close. That's yeah, actually, close. actually, um, probably about a month after this recording goes out, I'll be proposing. So, um, oh no, we lose a lot of good artists to the ring, man. Oh no, she is the most <laughs> supportive person ever. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like me being gone a, a, a long time, but I've never had. I've had several partners while I was doing music, and there has never been anyone in my life that supports me as much as she does. Uh, well, don't ever take my advice on on uh, relationships, as uh, as uh, as uh, we've established on the show, multi multi time world divorce champion. <laughs> yeah. How many times? I'll tell you off air. I want to keep kayfabe. Uh, so, Alex, where are you guys heading now on your tour? Alex Carr. A little bar called. Yeah. <laughs> little uh little bar called dingbats okay where's that at it's in uh clifton new jersey have you ever been up that way have you played jersey before i've been there i haven't played there this is our uh we we have a lot of firsts okay this, because before this year we pretty much didn't go above the mason dixon line okay i mean what do you what do you what do you expect at this place like do you 
do you have an idea of the demographic that's going to be attending yet? Yeah, I mean, anytime that we're playing somewhere new, I kind of just take it wherever it's at and just enjoy it. Um, but I always look forward to uh, getting back and play, play in places that we played before, see some of the same people. And, you know, that's playing new places is cool, but seeing familiar faces is always cool. Do you see a lot of, do you recognize sometimes like you'll go to a town that you don't play regularly, but you only play when you're out on the road like that? Do you see a lot of the same people in those towns or do you remember? Cause there's just so many fucking people you're going to see. Well, I mean, this year was really fucking cool. Cause this is this March was our first national run and this is our second one. Uh, so we actually got to meet on the last tour, like probably 20 or 30 people that we've been talking to online for like two years. Okay. You know? So, I mean, that was, that was badass, you know, and this same run, I'm going to see some more people that I've been talking to online for years, but I've never met them in person. Um, and that's always, that's always fucking cool. Actually, the festival that we, this is airing on Monday. So the festival we played this past weekend, um, there was a, a lady there that she's seen my dad play in his band, but she's never met me. Huh? <laughs> well, that fuck, what's your, what was the name of your dad's band? Uh, it's, uh, Scott Marshall and the Highway Souls, I think. He's a bass player for them. Okay. There we go. Shout out for dad there. Go check yeah. them out also. <laughs> they, <laughs> Why not? They do, like, uh, Americana, rockabilly type shit. Um, they okay. play a lot of, like, NASCAR events. And then they do, like, wineries and casinos. And that's, that's the majority of theirs. And then local festivals. I bet casino gigs are good because ain't nobody going to show their ass in a casino. Um, I went to one of his shows at a casino when I was visiting him a couple years back. And he they have people that like follow them everywhere they go. When they play the casinos, they'll order drinks and sit around the, the stage and watch and drink and then you know go gamble and come back and watch and dance. It's kind of cool. How hard is it like when you get into one of these venues that has like an open bar and people are like talking over the music and are just not engaged with the show that you're performing versus when they are engaged and everybody's dancing and having a good time. I love performing and so does my band and we don't ask for attention. We demand it. So like if they're no. there, they're going to watch us. You know, like I'll, I've been known to jump on fucking tables and bar tops in the middle of our performance. <laughs> um, they're they're going to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if they weren't planning on it, they are now. <laughs> <laughs> you go Axl Rose on their ass. Hey, you fucker. You. <laughs> <laughs> don't start a riot, please. <laughs> I mean. Or do. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I, I, mean, I'm not, I don't I do not do that. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah, I, really I'm not, does. I'm not doing that shit. That's what makes it funny when he does it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I have been. I have jumped on like a bar top when two people were having a conversation and I'd like jumped on top of them right before a breakdown. So I was like screaming my ass off and they were just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> what, where's, uh, where do you get the best reactions from the audience so far? I think we get good, good reactions everywhere, but, um, we had a lot of good reaction in, in the Midwest on this last run and just pretty much everywhere we play, you know, if they have, if they, if they know our music, they're singing back. If they haven't heard of us before, they're a new fan. That's, right that's kind of how it rolls. So you play in Indiana. Have you ever played Indiana before? Yeah, we played in Jeffersonville um, in March. I bet Izzy Stradlin was at one of your shows. 
and nobody <laughs> knew it. I was going to say, we don't, we don't even know where Izzy Stratham is anymore, so that's possible, actually. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I, that, that show wasn't extremely impressive. Um, oh. Yeah, well, well, that those bars that they have, like, a separate, a separate, but they have to pay $5 extra to go see the band. And, you know, like, it just, so there was, like, 100 people there. And then there was like ten people watching the bands, you know. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So they put the they put the uh, the music area away from the bar. Yeah, I guess it's so that they don't lose people business on the door, but they end up like I guess I'm trying I'm trying to be like professional, but it just wasn't my favorite place. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a shithole to me, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's random. Because you got to yeah. think, somebody has owned this bar long enough to know the caliber of bands that they're probably bringing in. And how many of those bands disappointed so much that you built a fucking side room, but you, you just don't have bands? <laughs> like, you right. want to be a jukebox joint, be a jukebox joint. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think if you're going to have live music, you need to do it. Yeah, you can't have your you can't like dip your toe in the water and just leave it there. Especially if you're bringing like touring acts in. Yeah, that seems like a waste of money for everybody. Yeah, it it was a nice little rest stop before. Well, no, not even that because we drove we drove straight from Indiana to New Orleans overnight after that show. What's your uh, what's your minimum time that you'll do on a show? Um. Probably 30 minutes on tour. We usually do anywhere from 50 to an hour and a half at home. Well, because when we're on the road, like, we're, we're kind of, like, one of the newest national acts. So we're kind of, you know, always open up for someone that's bigger oh, than okay. us. Or, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but, that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I mean, there have been shows closer to home where they're like, yeah, fuck your time. Keep going. I don't know. There's got to be a certain freedom of that, too, because then, like, you know, you play your set and you can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> well, no, it's so I can play the set and then go to the bar and drink because I got to, you know, support the guys that help bring me there. <laughs> oh, fair enough. That's fair. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. But yeah, you're right. I was thinking yeah. beat the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I got that pro wrestling mentality. We, right. we, we, we do our job and fuck off and beat the crowd home. <laughs> yeah, we're. We're mostly usually like, you know, first one to show up, last ones to leave type situation. So, yeah. And I love meeting people. And if I'm just getting up on stage and then dipping out, um, I miss out on potential new fans and people that we've never met that, you know, have stories. You know, we, we yeah. love people. I love people. I love meeting new people and hearing about them. And that's that's a big reason why I do music. So if I just dip out, I miss out on all that. Yeah, that's fair. You got a point. Well, what say you? Shall we watch this uh, next music video? What are we watching next? Uh, this is a cover of "Bring Me the Bring Me the Horizons." Drown. Who does your graphic designing? Um, I do a lot of it, and then my friend Adam uh, Johnson. He has Simple Social Official everywhere. He does a lot of it too. We kind of work together on it. Okay. I do probably ninety percent of them. This is very well shot. Did somebody come in and do lighting? Uh, I actually programmed the lighting. Oh, okay. That is a whole separate skill. 
So who do you work with, like, for a camera crew and to edit the videos? It's one guy. His name's Nick Miller. He's done all of our videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can tell he knows what he's doing by the lighting because, like, this looks like a crew worked on it. Right, yeah. Him and I have worked together from our first video, and I've gotten better with my ideas. He's gotten better with the shooting. Him and I just work really well together. So what goes into the uh, making of a music video? Do you storyboard out like the shots that you definitely want? Um, kind of. I kind of, uh, I wait until like an idea hits me and I can see it in my head. And then I can just go through and li listen to the song a million times and get what I want line for line, bridge it all out. Um, as far as like the lighting, the mood, um, what's going to happen in the scene, and I pitch that to him, and then we kind of work and refine it together. Right. Right Let's track this for just a minute here. I'm not going to give you too much away for free, but I'm going to give him a little bit here. How long did it take you to to get this makeup on? Um, my girlfriend actually did the makeup. Uh, so she's a stylist. She does my hair, and um, she does the makeup for all of our videos too. You must have sprayed it so on. It was with probably the like no, that is actually like brushed on. It was like oh. it's probably like 30, 30 minutes for all the black. How long till you could get that T-shirt on without looking like a mechanic? I do. If you look closely, there's black marks all over it. <laughs> oh, maybe it's the lighting. I couldn't tell. <laughs> My camera guy did his job. <laughs> oh, well, good. Good to have somebody like that. Where was this? Uh, this actually like at our practice room. We just threw up black curtains. <laughs> oh, okay. And what's Where crazy was... is. So did you have to clean? Uh, okay, so that's in a bath. That's in a bath. That's in a shower. Oh, uh, the shower's at my house. Okay. I was thinking that you was getting sprayed with water, but you were still sitting on the stairs. And, yeah, no. And so I was thinking, like, well, this sucks, because now somebody's going to have to clean this up. But it's like, makes a great visual, so I guess fuck it. But that's what I thought was going on there, was that uh, that you were still by the stairs and somebody was spraying you, and I was like, oh, this is my house. And I was like, oh, dude, you had to clean all that up? Yeah, that was that would have been hilarious. So, did he have a separate guy for the lighting? Because shooting with lights is vastly different from setting up a webcam on top of a crappy monitor. Right. No. Um. Actually, so he went with me to set up the black curtains and set all the lights. Um. And I had to finish programming the lights the day before, and he kind of got some some camera shots and adjusted to it. But for all intents and purposes, I was the lighting guy. I built platforms for all the lights. Um, those are the same lights that we use for our live show, and I just programmed them to the music. Oh, nice. That's nice. So this was very kind of... DIY. 
Yeah, but it don't look it. That's the thing. I'm impressed. I don't know what the hell to say knowing that because I was not yeah. expecting that answer. FY, FYE was also DIY. We've been DIY for all of our videos. Do you have fun with that part of the process? I do. Um, so I was in theater in high school. Um, and like as a kid, I was in children's theater. So mm -hmm. I've always had that side of me. So it's like I get to get my outlet of like directing and uh, it, it's it music is an outlet for me, but I'm just a very creative person, like in just about every art except for painting. Um, so right it's it's cool to be able to bring all of my worlds together to help build the Envision brand. So you've always been a performer then. Oh, yeah. From the time I was like four or five years old. How much do you think how much do you think you take from that to the stage with you now? A lot, um, a lot. And I think that's where like people ask me because like I'm I'm usually a pretty chill person. And then when people see me on stage, like I've had coworkers back when I was working like a nine to five, they come out to my shows and they'd be like, what the fuck? There is no way that is the same person. I'm like, it's not. I don't know who that guy is. He just looks like me. He talks like me. Um, but that's that's not that's somebody else that gets up there. So I think that comes from. Like I would do method acting a lot where I would go into a character and I would become that character throughout even rehearsals, right? Like as soon as I knew my lines, anytime I set foot in the building, I was that other person. And I think I bring a lot of that with me to my music performance. Like I'm very humble, you know, off stage. I love people, I, you know, talk very gently and then I get on stage and now I'm a rock star, you know? <laughs> I feel that. I understand that. Uh, completely. I think people would be surprised how much of that is kind of needed with a singer. Cause you know, sometimes you'll go to a bar and you'll see a band and you can tell when you've got somebody that's like good versus, you know what I mean? Has that charisma versus somebody. Oh my God, look what the cat dragged in living my life. You know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I ain't talking about nobody in particular. That's just the first song that popped in my head. So my friends who are in bands who cover that song, I'm not talking about you. Okay. As far as you know. <laughs> wait, wait. My friends are in a shitty band. I will tell them. Because oh, okay. that, shit, yeah. it, that shit is embarrassing. I, I think, and, too, like, like my advice to any band would be if they want to have an exciting performance. Uh, and I've told this to several people. Um and I can always tell if they listen or not. But what I used to do, like even before I had the band, I would practice in front of a mirror, my set. And if I got bored at any point, I don't care if I had two minutes to go. If I got bored, I'd start the whole thing over. You I know, feel so you, man. That makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah. And then that way you don't need a crowd, right? Like you can mm -hmm. do the same performance in front of 50,000 as two people. How you sound, if you're excited about something or not, will come out in your voice. Oh, yeah. People can hear you move. People can hear you dance. People can hear you smile. I mean, just think about when you call a call center and it's like, thank you for calling AT&T. And, and then you get that one bubbly one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking to tell. a debt collector the other day that uh, she was like super nice. And I was like, I don't do small talk with debt collectors. And then, and then, but she was super nice. I was like, whoa, like I'm not used to I'm used to like. <laughs> I'll take everything from you. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's that's. I was fully prepared. I was in that mode. I was like, "Don't be nice to me, because then I'll feel bad." But then she wasn't. She was just super nice the whole time. I was like, "Huh." 
I got all that adrenaline running for nothing. <laughs> so he's a much better man than me because I just don't answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else should we send people to go look for on their own before we wrap things up tonight? Um, definitely follow us, NVSN. You can find us. You can find us as NVISION228 on all social media, but just searching NVSN on all social media should bring you to us. Uh, we're the emo looking fuckers. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like there's always something going on in in our world um like we have the tour coming up in august that will probably be announced in the next month or so um we're just locking in like one or two more dates on it and then um after that we're not going to be on the road as much but we're going into the studio and recording you know somewhere between five to ten more songs so i mean like even when it's not apparent we're doing something we're always doing something um get connected with us. We also have a fan club on Facebook called broken hearts club where we sometimes run contests and giveaways. And like I talked about earlier, you know, we're meeting people that we've been talking to for two years that we have a personal connection with. That's where it happened is they got to meet us, get to know who we are before we ever set foot in the venue. I think that, did we cover everything? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm, I'm happy with it. Shit. I thought we had a good conversation, man. Yeah. I'd grab a beer with you. Yeah, you seem, like a, you seem like a cool dude. If you ever get as close as St. Louis or somewhere in that two-hour radius of Jefferson, of central Missouri, let me know. And uh, uh, Midwest is one of our focal points. So, I mean, like, you know, follow, follow – shit, get in Broken Hearts Club, man, especially because when you release this, I'll stick all of them on it. And, you, and I know you have your own viewers, but my people will support anything that we're on. So – um, and then you'll definitely know when we're coming near because Midwest is one of our focal points. So we'll definitely be hitting that a lot in the next couple of years. All right. I sent a request. Go. Oh, so we're sending approval. Do you support local mutant? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? what will you do to contribute this group and help Envision grow? Uh, I'll go to your show and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Pants are not uh You already got approved. One of my admins did it. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, I'll just leave it at I'll go to because I was bullshitting about that. (laughs) I'm not going to your fucking show. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) You Uh, can't 